Thank you, TJ Drennan, for that wonderful theme. My name's Spencer, a.k.a. Free For All, and welcome to another episode of Keep Off The Borderlands. Now, before we get on to the main topic, I have a few messages that I would like to respond to. got so many messages this week, I can barely fit my phone in my pocket. Hey, Josh Beckelheimer here. So I've been meaning to call you about this, but... When does it get to a point where, you know, game mechanics are just too abstract? I mean, I like abstract stuff in games. It helps me run things on the fly much easier. But what's interesting is the uh, Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells, the uh, the second book there, like the little, you know, the, uh, up, you know, the almost like the expansion for it or whatever. He changes up how treasure is with these treasure points and all of this stuff. And I don't know, like, right, I was reading it, you know, it wasn't that I didn't get it. I understood how it worked, but I like tracking coins and treasure, and I found that to be too abstract, but yet there's other things that don't, that doesn't bother me. Like, you know, usage die, all that stuff, that doesn't bother me, but I guess because I like to track coins and treasure and know what people have. But reading all these different kind of games, I now know that I prefer a lot of abstract stuff in my games. Just there's certain things that I love to do. Inventory, people have hated dealing with inventory and, you know, encumbrance. I found it pretty easy. It's not really hard. It's it's math. You add up weight, there you go. That's it. And I really just love the idea of inventory slots. And I even just like it where I don't care what it is. If it's a sword or if it's a scroll, it takes up one slot. And some people get annoyed by that. But, I mean, think about it. How many pockets are you going to have? How are you going to stuff all those scrolls everywhere? And you can't have, like, 50 scrolls because where are they going to (laughs) go? Thanks, Josh. Josh Beckelheimer there from JB Publishing. And, um, yeah, I guess, um, you know, I struggle with that. Why am I happy with certain elements of things being abstract and and yeah other other bits are a real problem for me and yeah you're right it's i think it just comes down to what we enjoy messing around with and what we don't have time to be dealing with you know so uh yeah it's you know it's all about you know personal taste you know what we've got time for and what we haven't but I've always got time for a couple of messages from you, Josh. So thank you very much.
What's up, Spencer? It's Joe. Super happy you're back. Welcome home. Glad that you got a Rubik's Cube in the mail. That is dope. In that book that you ordered, uh, some mythology and symbols of pagan Europe, that sounded amazing. And as soon as you mentioned it, I scrambled around trying to find an audio format of it, but could not find it. Couldn't find it anywhere. But that's all right. That is all right. Because as you so correctly identified there are much 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 worse ways to wake up than a phone call from a tipsy jewels from nz <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> my life's all right man <laughs> joe richter there of hindsightless and will or woe and uh, thank you very much for that message joe always good to hear from you um yes it's good to be home and it was nice to come home to a couple of parcels I can tell you, but, uh, you know, it wasn't the worst of breaks. Although one thing that did put a dampener on that trip was, uh, and I've not really spoken about this before, I don't think, but, um, I use a mobility scooter and I, uh, recently purchased one that was quite a lightweight fold away thing that I was able to take on the plane with me down South. Unfortunately, um, the thing broke down as soon as I trundled out through the exit doors of Gatwick Airport. So uh, that got <laughs> that got my little visit off to a problematic start, and it took far too long for an engineer to come out and look at the thing. Couldn't fix it. Ended up having to take it away with him. With the upshot being that I'm not getting it back until Thursday of this week. So they're having to deliver it up here. And so that little bit of freedom I was hoping to have while I was down south, I didn't quite have that. But, like I say, it was great to catch up with the family. I've got a sister who lives down there too, who I don't see nearly as often as I'd like to. Thanks for your message, Joe. Cheers. Hi, Spencer. It's Goblin Centurion here. I also just recently picked up a Rubik's Cube. Um, I figured I'd, I'd actually have a go at trying to solve it, and I've uh, got as far as solving one face, so that's progress. Um, so it sounds like you're a bit more, uh, more of an advanced user than me. Anyway, part of the reason for this call is that I was going to point you in the direction of a, a PDF I made called uh, about generating your character stats using a Rubik's Cube. So the uh, it's a PDF, free or uh, pay one on drive through. You've got the most expensive part of it now, the Rubik's cube. So you give that a go and see what you think. Also, as for that envelope, yeah, I think I think maybe I uh, will have to get rid of those uh, cheap Tesco envelopes. I don't think they obviously can take <laughs> the posted the, the 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 postal system. So anyway, I'm glad you got them, and uh, I suppose when this kicks out of my backs, which it has, when I do it, I better uh, I better get some better envelopes. All right. Cheers, fella. Bye. Thank you, Goblin's Henchman. And I congratulate you on uh, being funded with your uh, ZineQuest Kickstarter there, the face folio. But uh, yeah, the Rubik's Cube. And I have to admit that I believe it may have been your piece about using a Rubik's Cube to generate characters that quite possibly led to me picking the thing up and choosing to purchase one for myself. So, uh, 
so yeah, thanks for that. And I wasn't, I wasn't even in two minds as to whether to include that in the unboxing because I thought, you know, it's, uh, well, my my thought was they had nothing to do with RPGs, but clearly it has. So thanks for making it relevant. Cheers. Holy moly, my friend. I'm about to see a shooting here. I'm sitting in the drive-thru. Somebody cut somebody else off, and the other person's pulled alongside and is yelling at them as I speak. I think maybe it's time to leave and go to a different restaurant. What do you think? Anyhow, the reason I called, if you hear gunshots, then, oh no, they drove off. So, I guess well, everything's okay now. Anyhow, the reason I called is Liren's idea is interesting of playing all the PDFs. The problem is getting the players, getting enough people to do it, in my mind. I mean, I, I would happily run a different game every two weeks, but I'd have to have the players to do it, you know? So I think that's the, the sticking point. Um, but it's a good idea, and I'm glad she brought it up. And who knows? Maybe someday we'll have a group to be able to do something like that. Talk to you soon. Oh, I'm glad you got home. Okay. Bye. And I'm glad you survived lunch. <laughs> Thanks for that message, Jason. That's Jason Connolly of Nerds RPG Variety Cars there. And um, I don't know. It still seems a little daunting to me, you know. I don't know if I have that desire to kind of play all those games. Um, and I've got a message from Colin Spikepick Green, which I think goes some way to explaining why I have so many PDFs, but I might lack the desire to play them all. Hello, mate. You was talking about jumping between systems and going back to Scotland, and suddenly a couple of things in my mind clicked. When I was um, starting out as a site manager in construction, I had an old Glaswegian boss. He was the manager, I was his assistant, and he used to say to me, um, he, he was also in the military police, which is significant. <laughs> um, and he used to say, listen, Colin, the site don't run you, you run the site. And that stuck with me. And I think you can apply that to systems when you're, when you're running a game. You don't let the system run you. You run the system how you want to run the system. Um, and, yeah, that stuck with me. That's how I think about gaming. I'm, I make the games do what I want them to do. Thank you for that message, Colin, and uh, very wise words there. And I think you touched on something when it comes to making the game do what you want to do. And I think where I'm coming from is a combination of a lack of confidence, a lack of knowledge perhaps, and laziness. You know, looking for that game that does what I want it to do, not having the confidence to create that myself. I mean, ideally, what I'd really like to do is list off the things that I would like from a game and have somebody say, oh yeah, you want to play that? Whether that will work or not, I don't know. 
because of as I've heard it said quite a lot recently by a few other people. Um, quite often the game on the page can be quite different from the game at the table. But I hear what you're saying, Colin. And, uh, yeah, I guess I can only get there through the playing or even the running of a game. Only then will I truly be able to make it do what I want, I guess. Anyway, thanks for your call. Hey, Spencer, it's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. Man, that is a good problem to have, having more games than you can play. (laughs) Don't worry, I don't underestimate the number of PDFs you have. My husband's a gamer. I am well acquainted with the, but, but, but there's going to be something I love. What if I miss a good one? I know. (laughs) I guess all I'm saying is there must be a way that you can turn that great big list of PDFs into something positive instead of something that when you open it you feel kind of like "Ooh, this is gonna end up badly or I'm not gonna do this right you know anyway you have a good one okay back to your show hey Liren from updates from the middle of nowhere there and uh yeah <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, a common problem amongst us gamers uh especially the ease at which you can purchase pdfs the fact they don't take up any shelf space is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> potentially a problem. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. But talking of that one more PDF might just be the game. Well, something appeared in my inbox yesterday, which I was very pleased to find. And that is Electric Bastion Land, the new or a rather expanded version of Into the Odd just does so many things that I like and it makes sense to me and Chris McDowell writes in a way that really appeals to me. It's very clear. He doesn't go in for jargon and I really, really appreciate that and I've already got myself very excited about this new PDF. And I've also gone in for the physical copy, which should be arriving at the end of the month. And there's a gap on the shelf waiting for it. I think that's significant. Anyway, I think you've got a little more to say. Hey Spencer, it's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. Goodness, you and TJ were just reading each other's minds on that raincast, weren't you? You know, I absolutely love the creativity of Anchorites. It is amazing. TJ is so crazy, isn't he? (laughs) You gotta love him. I mean, I don't think you can know that boy for more than about 10 minutes without going, aww. (laughs) Don't get me started on you. I don't want to make you blush or anything, but you're just the bee's knees. Anyway, I really enjoyed that. I hope you boys do it again soon. Oh, what a wonderful message, Liren. I'm grinning from ear to ear, so much so that I think my headphones might just pop off. <laughs> you could probably hear my blushing interfering with the recording, if that's possible. Thank you, that was that was really nice. And, uh, well, yes, it's TJ. 
isn't it? He's got that extra special thing that, I don't know, helps to bring out the crazy in us all. And it's a wonderful, wonderful quality to have. Hey, Spencer. This is Menion, also known as Rob, from the uh, Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy. I was just listening to your raincast with uh, the TJ Drennan. Absolute madness. What are you guys on? All right. Um, I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to the next one. It was a bit crazy, but yeah, it was uh, very interesting. I was listening to it on the train on the way home from my session in Osaka yesterday. So uh, uh, look forward to your next one. Take care. That was uh, Minion or Rob from Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy. And I have to say, yes, that's probably <laughs> not the floor you want to get in on if you're coming over to listen to my podcast. Uh, probably a little crazy. It certainly would uh, make for a strange listening experience to anyone not familiar with TJ and the kind of shenanigans he gets up to. But um, I'm glad you got something from it, and I hope you didn't find it too unsettling. But uh, thanks for your call. Oh, and yeah, if anyone's not listening to Rob's podcast, please get over there. He's had a fantastic couple of episodes regarding The Hobbit that are well worth a listen. Thanks, Rob. Take care. Spencer, as Colin's got nothing to do whatsoever with RPGs, but can you stop rubbing in about having snow? It's one of the things I miss the most about moving down to England is the fact we don't get proper snow down here. I mean, we're going to try and look for some this weekend, but I'm not getting my hopes up, to be honest. And there's you, just toddling back off to Granton, you know, near where my mum lives, and they're telling me, you've got this lovely snow. So, you know, me and my wife are devastated. I mean, she's from England, but she loves snow as well. So, you know, thanks for that, man. You know, just keep rubbing it in, keep rubbing it in, you know. One of the things I do definitely miss since I moved. So, <laughs> anyway, promise next time I'll call in about something RPG-related. Speak to you later. That was Barry from Shadow of the GM there. I don't know if it makes you feel any better, Barry. The snow doesn't seem to be sticking around this year. It was only just beginning to settle. And now the sun's back in the sky. And it's already disappearing. So sadly, you're not missing much this year. And don't worry, it's not necessary to keep everything RPG related. That's never been my philosophy. I take it you haven't had the pleasure of trawling through my back catalogue yet. But someone who has been trawling through my back catalogue is a new listener. What's up, Nate? Hey, Spencer, it's Nate. Look, I'm listening to your podcast, uh, getting into your back catalogue. It's slow. I'll tell you, it's slow. And that's, that's okay. It's just it's putting me to sleep. I had to turn it off, you know. But I'll put, maybe I'll put it on tonight when I'm trying to go to bed. Maybe it's something good to go to sleep to. We'll, we'll give it a shot. But I, I will say this. This is an important thing to know. And this may be a little bit embarrassing for you. So you don't have to put this on the air or anything. But it's keep on the borderlands, not keep off the borderlands. So you got the wrong word there. And, you know, I don't know. If, I guess no one's pointed that out to you yet. But, you know, maybe you don't. Yeah, you don't play this on the air. You just you'll quietly fix it. And that way, you know, don't, you don't have to be embarrassed when someone does point it out. Um, but, you know, someone's going to notice sooner or later that you got the wrong word there. Um, 
you know, maybe you're trying to be funny or something, but you know, that, that's not what this is all about. This is about getting in, out of good information. So, you know, you, you're going to look it up yourself. You're going you're gonna to say, no, he's wrong. You're going to look it up yourself. You're going to see the event. You go, oh, oh, Nate's right. He's right. So, you know, you'll fix it, move on, and uh, you're welcome. Nate Gilbreth there. And I have to say, Nate, I was thinking to myself, who does this guy think he is? What is he talking about? And you know what? I went away, I looked it up, and you're absolutely right. It's not off, it's on. Don't I feel like a fool? But too late to change anything now. And if you're still awake at this point, I hope you'll be putting together a podcast of your own soon so I can check in to make sure I get my facts straight in future. So, thanks for the heads up. So, I'd already decided what I was going to make this episode about, but oddly enough, I caught Colin Spitebit Green and Dave Aldridge of Deep Percentile having a conversation about levelling up, where uh, Colin was asking a question, it was actually a question suggested by Mike Merles, about levelling up every session. And uh, Dave pointed out that that's exactly how Shadow of the Demon Lord works. As far as I understand it, uh, you go up to 10 levels, you basically have an adventure arc of 10 sessions, and um, you're done. Which is a nice idea, but oddly, I don't know, that kind of limiting, potentially open-ended game in that manner, it, it would probably play absolutely fine. But um, I don't know, there's something about that that turns me off a little. But it's, it certainly wouldn't prevent me from playing Shadow of the Demon Lord. It looks like a great game, and there's a lot of fun to be had simply rolling up characters for it. But I've already been thinking about levelling, and my question would be, do you really need levelling at all? Colin and Dave were both quick to point out that it's a great motivator for players and um, while I have to agree that's not the only way to motivate play and, and one in particular that springs to mind is um, Electric Bastion Land and what was nice was that PDF popped up in my inbox just yesterday evening and I have to say it looks absolutely fantastic and the main motivator there is that you start off with a character in debt. And that is the impetus for them to go adventuring. And while the characters do level to an extent, I believe they only really increase in hit points or hit protection, as Chris McDowell refers to it, meaning that they become more hardy, and more adept at coping with the challenges of adventuring. And that's that's something that really appeals to me. There's also the concept of scars there. So, uh, you know, you are being worn down by adventuring. Despite becoming more hardy and grizzled, you are also open to permanent injuries or scars, as they're referred to, 
And this is a concept that's echoed in Trophy Gold, which I uh, was looking at just a couple of episodes ago. And something else that encouraged me to look at this issue was Pete Jones's review of Morkborg on his recent episode of Dragons Are Real, in which he mentioned that when characters level up, there's potential for them to get worse as well as better. I'm not sure how that works because I haven't looked at the rules myself, but I do like that idea, characters being shaped by the adventuring. That's also something that appears to be present in Shadow of the Demon Lord with the idea of corruption, although I'm not sure how that operates if non-magical characters are open to the kind of corruption present there. And there's there's the idea of insanity in Call of Cthulhu. Essentially, it doesn't have to be insanity, it's just the quality the character possesses which works against their best interests. But instead of doing things to counter advancement, why not lose that advancement? Have it take place within the fiction? Or have the character's abilities fluctuate? And I've often considered this idea of using reputation rather than levelling. Reputation being something that can go up or down and influences how the world responds to the character. While the actual act of adventuring is taking a toll on the character rather than their attributes being ramped up from level to level. Why not go up or down? In relation to adventuring experiences, and it doesn't strike me as something that has to be complicated. It can be the simplest of mechanisms. It just has to operate in either direction. Why not just let the unfolding events decide who prospers and who doesn't? That's a genuine question. I mean, I'm not that I'm suggesting there's anything wrong with levelling. It seems perfectly appropriate way of handling things in most RPGs. It just strikes me as not the only way to do things, not the only way to motivate characters. You know, why not give them debts? Why not give them a longing to attain something other than just, you know, bigger biceps or more money? Just a thought. Well, there we go. Another one in the bag. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you for all your messages. And if you do want to leave me a message, you can contact me by clicking on the anchor link in the episode description. You can also contact me via email at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. And I've failed to mention it repeatedly, but I recently created a Facebook page for Keep Off the Borderlands. So you can follow me on there if you're so inclined. I'm also on MeWe and Twitter as Free For All. You might even see me post up something on 
Instagram now and again, if I ever remember to go on there. And you can also find me on Discord, usually kicking around the audio dungeon. I am not sure how you would get on there without having a direct invite, but if you want to leave me a message or send me an email and I can send you an invite, you're more than welcome to join in the fun there. So thanks again, and it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.